0: I don't What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Get Down. This is Beats Season 3, Episode 18? Yeah, I think that's where we're at. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, Episode 18. Kicking goals. Kicking goals. Let's get to 20. Um, Got some interesting guests coming up that I think you're all going to like. Um, Little twist. Little twist for the last guest of the year that I know you're going to love. I know, I know a few people out there are fucking 100% going to love it. Um, not saying anything more about that that is that all right we're gonna rip straight into it because uh I'm fucking busy as fuck I got shit to do uh, I wanna just say thank you to checkmate thank you to dialect uh you guys. As I said, two of the hardest working MCs in the game, man. The grind, the hustle, the, it's it's real. It's hungry, man. It's it's so so uh, so infectious, and so so good to see you guys um, doing so well so far into this fucking game. You know, it's a career. What you guys have now is a career in the game. Many come and many go, many fall off, but not you two. So um, I really appreciate your time. Uh, both good mates. <clears throat> It's a bit harder to interview people you know, but uh, it was more of a, more of a good chat. And uh, good, good to learn about the the shit that you guys have been up to since I've seen you both last. So, this week on the Get Down, we are joined by another professional fighter. So this guy, uh, also 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 another ex-bikey. So it seems that those two seem to be going hand in hand. If you're a good boxer, if you're good with your hands, you, you might just end up in a bike club. But that's not what we're trying to advocate here on The Get Down. We want to sort of um, encourage people to stay away from that shit, and that's why these guests come on and share their story. So he is from Perth. He is a professional boxer, active professional boxer. He's ripped. He's fucking shredded at the moment. He's going to look so good in a Get Down t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, baby. And, um, yeah, he's doing really amazing things, uh, giving back, uh, helping youth, and uh, he hit me up to share his story. So, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the get down, Maddie the Jedi Floyd. Maddie, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey,
1: go. thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> what's going on, mate? You're fair way away over there, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where
1: everything I think like, um, Adelaide, so. But- state. Every, everywhere else, is, other countries are closer up than everywhere else. Yeah, Adelaide.
0: Yeah, it's the most ice. most isolated city in the world. Eh. Yeah.
1: What
0: What have you been up to today, mate?
1: Uh, today I've just been uh, just training uh, a bit of work, and then uh, did a bit more training, and then <laughs> come come back here to get on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how you fucking do it, mate.
1: I <laughs> got It's all right because training and work and it's all, oh, apart from like what I do, like my, my um, like what I do with the games and the coins and that. But I mean, even that really is all fun. It's, it's all like enjoyable for me. But my work at the gym and training is all the same stuff, really. Yeah. What do you do? Do you trade? Train. Oh, what? when I, I said tra- oh, train is in like my boxing training is in that, but trade as well. I also trade Bitcoin, um, coins, and that. Yeah, yeah. I get involved in um, in a, in, a, in, a, in some of it anyway. Yeah. A lot of um, coins and then also trading currencies. And my mate, one of my best mates, is making he, he um, he's created this gaming coin. So it's like what I already do, enjoy, plus gaming. So I started off with games when I was like a, a kid like 20 years ago. That was my first uh proper business and that.
0: Yeah, right. Tell us about that. because so now you've like I, a gaming so point I, thing. I had, a, I had a quick, quick little, um, you know, flick through on Dave's show, The Felon Show, and I, and I did come across that. Can you tell us about that? We'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll jump back and we'll go through your childhood and all that, but that was pretty interesting what 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 was what was going on there? You were making a fair bit of money off uh, like video games as a young fella, eh? I
1: still, I mean, I still do. Like I own a game shop now ah. uh, in Fremantle. Like I still, I've been doing. I've never stopped with the game. So games was my second wicket, really, because the first one was Pokemon cards. But as you can see, like um, Pokemon cards got big over the last few years. But twenty years ago, they just came out. I was doing it back then. Um, so I started off with Pokemon cards, then I went to the games when I was about 11.
0: And, and how are you getting them?
1: So I, started off, so I started off going to the market, so I built up my money, which was like slow bank for me back then with the cards, which was only a little bit, but I had to build up enough to go to, I went to Thailand, and I bought a bunch of games back over from there, <laughs> and um, that's when I started yeah, being able to buy and sell some serious games, you know, like back then, if you spent, you know, a thousand bucks or something on, on games, that was a lot. Yeah. And then, um, but you, you, could, yeah, you could, you could buy a lot back then with with, you know. And like I started my own shop and everything at eleven. <laughs> well, I started. I had my own shop. I had my own shop at ten. There's different sorts of shops. So at ten, I had bays at the market, which anyone could get a bay at the market. But so, like, anyone could drive down to the market and get, like, a, a random $8 bay. But then, if you're, like, a VIP, like, you booked your own special bay, that was 30 bucks, which was, like, you know, having a shop for a day. So I started doing that. So I built up to having my own proper bay in the best, in the best position at the markets to having, like, two bays. <laughs> and then, with the games, because I started making proper money, then I had my own actual shop. So, like, not just a shop at the markets, like where anyone could just go to. Like at an actual shop, like at a um, not like a proper shopping centre, like a big main t- um, uh, prime time sort of shopping centre, but like a little little like little shopping centre, like a little shop.
0: Yeah, man, fucking hell, mate. Entrepreneur, eh? Yeah, little entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
0: right, let's yeah. let, let's go through that. Um. Uh. So, what I do with guests, I sort of go through go through their uh, childhood and and see what made them the man they are today or the woman they are today. So, what was your childhood like, mate? Growing up, you grew up in in Perth, yeah. So, what what was the, what was your upbringing like, mate?
1: I was born in Adelaide um, with family, but I came over when I was like a baby. I came over when I was about probably six months or a year old. Um, and um, I stayed with uh, first I was uh, with my with my mum and 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 that back then when I was, um, little. But as I got older, I started staying with, um, like, with different people. So, um, yeah, like, um, my mum was, like, pretty, pretty sick, uh, growing up. But she, I mean, I would go, I would go stay with her sometimes, but then I'd stay with other people just depending on what she was like at the time or if she was in hospital or not and things like that. Right. in high school, I was, like, a, oh, in school, I always had, like, um, I think I had, like, I've always had, like, attention problems, so, like, ADD or... I've been diagnosed with ADD, um, but I definitely had attention. But I wasn't great um, in school. Um, I again very, like, bored, easy, and I'll be... I enjoyed... Um, promise, what I didn't really enjoy, because my... Um, my um, it was very, like, hard. Like, never... I always wanted to go to... Because it was some sort of like what do you call it stability there. yeah. But I never, I was always in and out in different schools and things like that because of my living arrangements, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't go to school a lot. And that was in primary school. In high school, I like, I loved high school, Um especially like I, I loved sport and things like that. Yeah. I, well, so always the question.
0: Were you good at school? Yeah.
1: Were you good at school? Oh no, I wasn't. Yeah, probably. I think when I concentrate on stuff, I'm pretty good. I think I'm like smart. Like, so when I concentrate on stuff, I was good. If I probably a better way to say is, if I enjoy it, I'm good at it. And, and yeah, if I didn't enjoy it, yeah, no, I wasn't good at it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you there, man. <laughs> so when did you get into boxing?
1: When I so I grew up in like there was one place I grew up in. was I was in foster care. I was in this foster house for probably several months when I was about ten. And I was the oldest kid that that lived there. And um, I stayed there for about six months. And about a year later, they ended up getting done. It was well known back then. That was like a big pedophile family. And and I was the oldest kid there. And um, a few things happened from there and then onwards. So in high school, um, I used to get in a lot of fights all the time. I was a very, very angry kid. Mm. Um, So I used to fight. Yeah, I used to fight all the time. In high school and things like that, and I was real angry. And then my, I remember the boxing story is when I was, um, I think, like sixteen or something. My sister was pregnant with this bloke, and he was like some ex like he was like a bouncer at the club clubs yeah, here, and he was a known like champ, like moved by champion, and everyone was scared of this guy. And I remember my sister was having a baby and um, this guy was, like, threatening her and the family, like, if you have a baby, like, you're going to, you know, you and your family are going to get, like, run run over or run down or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was, like, he was threatening, like, pretty much her her and, and that. So, and all her mates, my sister's about 10 years older, mm. I was like, oh, fuck this gun, I'm going to fuck it. Okay, okay, i will in, blah, blah, blah. I was a 16-year-old, I had, like, probably... A couple hundred fights that stage I was always fighting at school. And then my sister's mates were like, Matty, this guy's like a bit of a fucking weapon. Well, we know you got a lot of heart, but um, you better learn how to fight if you want to tag this guy on, you know. And um, they took me down to the gym back then when I was 16. That's where I started. I started off with mixed martial arts first, and then I went to um, kickboxing, and then I went boxing last. So you
0: only do boxing now, don't
1: you? Um, I still train. Everything. Like I've got um so my gym's there. We've got mixed martial arts at my gym. We've got kickboxing. Like the guy that my head trainer at the gym, his background's uh he was a K one fighter, so uh, he's a kickboxing legend. Um but we mainly focus the box at the gym because it's just the way the gym adapted it. We've got like a few hundred boxes there now, it's just mm. how it's what it's become. I I still do um I fight professionally as a boxer, so I box all the fine, but every now and then I have a bit of a wrestle. And if someone wants to throw some kicks, then you know, I'll have a bit of a play around with them. I like wrestling. Um, I like I like to fight to wrestle once or twice a week. Anyway, just so I've got it in the itinerary. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit enjoyable to do with some of the boys that don't like doing other stuff. I just like doing everything. But obviously, if I'm fighting, um, I won't do anything else because you can't I can't get bad habits for that fight or anything like yeah. that. Yeah,
0: I was just about to say that. Do you feel like you're in the ring and you're gonna fucking swing an elbow? <laughs>
1: Everyone always says that, and um, I don't think so, man. I've sparred like, I don't get much, it's hard for me to get sparring in Perth, because it's, it's not, it's, it's pretty hard to, to get it, and when, when I do get sparring, it's mainly a lot of the Muay Thai fighters, because yeah. they're pretty, they're tough nuts, so they'll spar anyone. So, I mainly spar a lot of Muay Thai fighters, whether I get a couple of them back to back or whatever, um, and I've, I've never been in a situation where someone's thrown a kick on hell by, or I've never seen or I've never done it myself at the start, so you always hear that, but I've never seen it myself, or no mm. one's ever said afterwards "Oh, I wanted to throw people kick or something like that." So, yeah, you know what I mean? Are you
0: Southpaw or Orthodox? Orthodox. Yeah. Can you fight Southpaw? Um.
1: Well, if I try to. I, not really. I, I mean, I I will train it like a little bit, but one trainer once said to me, "It takes a lifetime to learn to learn." To master, or oh, not even a master, they like learn one stance. So, mm. I always start with that. I always work on mastering the one way. Um, there's heaps of fighters that try and go backwards and forwards and this and that, but I find for myself it doesn't really do me any good. So, um, mm. I might play around a bit, but not really. No, nah. mm.
0: my coach can fight both, and it's it's fucking it's 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 pretty amazing watching him switch up. But um, I I just hate like when when you're in the gym and they're like, "Oh, you're right, you're going with this person today," and they're Southpaw, and it throws all my pad holding right the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I hate
1: I hate holding, I hate holding for um Southpaws and that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's
0: a whole new world, man. It's a whole new world. So what <clears throat> what you you've, you've gone in there and you started it when did you when did you say all right yeah this is for me did did someone did someone see something in you and say yeah let's grab this young lad and or did did you know you had it so you're a scrapper you're a scrapper in school and then you yeah you you find yourself around the gym what makes you because it takes a certain type of person to become a professional boxer so what's made you go yeah this is it I'm, i'm gonna head down this road and i
1: loved it i wanted it from the start i got in trouble I went to juvie. I went to jail a couple of times. I've been. I mean, I had um a couple of like uh, I entered like a few MMA fights back then, like just little ones where you can enter it yourself. Back then it wasn't so big. And uh, same with kickboxing, I did that with kickboxing back then. Um. So and then and then obviously I went pro in boxing, and I was supposed to have a professional boxing match several years before I went to prison for when I went to prison for bashing that battle so it's things that I've wanted to do for a long time. I feel like I was always uh, good at it. Um from that day one I wanted to, you know, be be a professional fighter. Uh, you don't you know, like you no know, not from when I was getting into street fights and all that, that's that's sort of a different thing. When you get into fights all the time you think you're the greatest ball fight in the world, but really you know nothing about fighting. Obviously you work that out once you start training properly. Mm. Um but I think you've got people that We'll scrap anyone, sort of, you know, they they got that heart, which is a small percentage, and then you've got um people that train and then if you put the two together, I think I've always um had both. And I love it as well. So yeah, I've wanted to fight for since since yeah, for a long time. How old are you now? Just uh thirty thirty three now.
0: Thirty three. <clears throat> and what's your scorecard?
1: Four and o. Four and o. Yeah. For my boxing record. Yeah, yeah. What, but um I would out? have had yeah, everyone except for the first one. But I would have had um a lot more fights, but they've been you know, I would've had probably at least 20, 30 fights by out if they let me fight. Yeah. They stopped me from fighting eight or nine times, two thousand and eighteen to last to like the beginning of last year. To the point where I was travelling just to get expedition fights. So before the, these fights that I've had, I was I was traveling to these fights just, just to fight. Um, they wouldn't let me fight for several years um, for going to jail uh, for bashing a Pedophile. Um, and then now, this year, so when I was four and I won the belt, I was supposed to fight for a regional title, which would have put me in the world rankings. And I had, like, there was talk to me maybe a bit being able to get on the Barry Hall card and Cambosis card and things like that. Um, so I did all the right things leading up, up to their fight. So um, that was all this year. And then obviously they haven't let me fight all this year either. So, so what's um, going, I'm still what's always going on training What's going on? Why aren't, they,
0: why aren't they letting you fight?
1: They're not. Why didn't they let me fight back then? Or not, right now why they're not oh, letting
0: yeah, me fight well, today? Yeah,
1: yeah it's now. So there's two stories. So right now they're not letting me fight. Um, I was in... And who's they? I was in Queensland. Sorry? And who's they? Who's there's a, there's a the, the boxing, uh, boxing commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, there's, there's, they're called, so they're called the boxing commission, but they're only for WA, so I can still find another state, it's just not in Perth. All
2: right.
1: And the commission's run by... They're just like this separate organisations who, are, you know, they just they can do whatever they want. They've got a power above everything else, so... They've got their own little power, which they can say yes and no to whoever they want, and they don't answer to anyone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So if you can choose what they want when they want, and then if I try and fight it, they'll just make up fifty different little white, like little line things that no one would ever read, that which is just brand new anyway, to justify anything they say or do anyway. They've just got their own power, which you can't, it's like a godlike power, mm-hmm. pretty much.
0: And what they got it out for you personally? Um, so
1: yeah, or? they. Um, I don't know. They've got it out for me personally. I know the cops have it out for me personally. The ones, <laughs> the ones that um, the ones, the ones that are, it almost feels personal, I guess, because you'd say something personal when other people in the exact same position as you are allowed to fight and and they have fought, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then oh, I can't exact same commission. Mm. So you would almost think it well, this must be personal. They're blaming the media. They told me literally the guy on the phone said the, the guy from the commission literally said if you weren't on the media you'd be fighting. Wow! If it wasn't if it wasn't on the news you would be fighting. He said that to me in his own words. You think that would and, sell, uh, you think that would sell tickets? Um, they don't care. Like so, there's no like they don't care. Like if if I I mean I. We 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 do manage to sell. I mean, I was the main event on the on the last couple shows, and I was supposed to be the main event on the last show. Um, so we, you know, they know that, but the commission don't care because there's no boxing fight. Because I could be like a, a dick, and like all the other boxers support me, and a lot of people support. Uh, but they they know it's unfair, and I could turn around a more and be like, "Oh, well, all of you should be like, you know, tell them you're not fighting on the next show." Yeah, and um. You know, really fucking. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that for two reasons. Because a lot, all them, they're just all trying to earn money and earn a wicket themselves. And who am I to tell them? You know, they can't or, or can't fight or earn money for their families, etc. Also, the commission don't give a fuck, man. They just they just say, "Oh, we'll make our money on the uh, MMA fight nights, or kickboxing, or other shows, or this, or that." There are commissions for everything in WA, like all oh, the fighting yeah. and that. Yeah, right. So, if the boxing, if our boxing show in WA wasn't on, they just wouldn't care. They just it, just, it doesn't bother them. Yeah. Right. I mean I um I've had people come to me and say, Man, you should fucking do it like you know, stand, you know and I go, I wouldn't do that to you. You know, it's not fair for you and your families and I'm not gonna drag you into it, you know. Mm. And I could I could turn around like I've got fighters for my gym and I've got people that buy tables and tickets on the fight nights and I could tell them, Oh, I don't want you to buy tickets, I don't want you to buy tables but no, I encourage it because there's a ripple effect because other people will get hurt, like, you know, my mate, um, he runs the Fights in, in WA, and then people around him and the workers—they be starting to work that yeah, night. And that. Yeah. So I'm not going to be yeah. a dick and do that. So I make I make sure that it all still runs. You know, I'll sell as many tickets or help as much as I can on the fight night, even though they don't want me there. And um, the commission have done this to me, and people have done this to me. I still wouldn't I wouldn't hurt them in any way. You know. Mm.
0: So it goes back to the fact that you got a criminal record, and and they're not happy with you. So I guess. What we should tell the listeners is what what did you go to jail for? You you, you had a bit of time in juvie, but then you had, you went and did a big whack. So what 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 happened, mate? I did uh,
1: that oh, I oh, went hang to on, jail.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on. So before that, so let, let's get let's get this timeline going again. So you went you went to jail, and then you and then you you're a clubber, yeah? yeah. Yeah,
1: I've been in jail. I was I've been in jail twice, and I was in juvenile.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So. I went to jail when I was, I think, like 21. Um, I took the blame for about eight boys. Um, that wasn't a serious charge or anything. I literally went to bat. Everyone got grabbed at this house party. We all got done for, for this offence. And I um, took the blame for everyone and for perverting the course, so for putting my hand up for everyone, so pretty much taking the blame. I did jail for that, for taking the blame for everyone. How long? 20, 22 months and I did I think 15 months or something. No, no. but I um but I was I was trying to training then I was fired back then I took the blame everyone so I took all the I took all the boxes and that's how I became that's how I entered the next part of my life I guess because I took all the boxes of the perfect um uh, you know for for that sort of for that for the next life. If you can fight, you know, and you don't, you know, and you keep mouth shut, you obviously take the blame with you boys. There's a few sort of people that will like you for that.
0: So you were asked to join a join a club.
1: I've got mates in another state I was establishing a club over here, um, and there was two, like there was a few different sections, and I they wanted they I was known and and I people that through the fight world knew me already, and um. People spoke about to me and said, "There's a good bloke over there. He's just done a lagging for eight people. You know, he's someone that you, you know that that is someone you might be interested in talking to before you talk to whoever else over there." And um, they yeah, they pretty much did it did it through me. Um, there was another section, and they did one section for me. So yeah, so
0: you made a president straight away.
1: Uh, yeah. So like I was yeah I was I was president of the state. They established a club over here. Um, there was another a group of boys over here. Who he, um, yeah, he was he was trying to transfer his club over to this this club. So they he did his through his boys, but my mates over there didn't end up really liking him so much. So they just did it through me. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's that? What's that
1: and like? Yeah, I was, I was WA pre- president.
0: At, at real young Sorry? Hey? What, What's that like Being
1: president? I was 20 yeah, I, was, I was 20 I was 22 Fuck And um, And um, I was only My mate Who I've got Still love for Today I still talk to him Every now and then Um, I said to him Man I'm only gonna Do it for a few months You know And then Cause I needed to establish A club with her And I said I'll just do it for a bit Cause I wanna concentrate On fighting yeah, that's all good If you wanna start fighting again you can work you know walk out and you you know you always be on good terms with me and with everyone and i said yeah all right cool and then obviously i was supposed to do it for several months end up on for probably a year or two longer but you do you end up you know you have a genuine love for for the people Mm -hmm. the boys the boys around you Mm -hmm. and um so it's hard it's hard even though you know to get you know walk and then i finally after uh, (laughs) a. A year or two, I started getting ready to fight again, and that's when I walked away on um, on good terms. And that was always part of the deal where I could, when I wanted to fight again, I could uh, I could walk away.
2: Mm,
0: that's pretty rare, isn't it? To be able to just walk away like that and still be on good terms.
1: Mate, over here, it's just, it's been, it's a bit different compared to, um, when I say over there, I say, I mean, Queensland. Are you from Queensland?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Adelaide originally, but yeah. I'm up here now. Yeah.
1: it's say, so yeah, so they say it's a bit, it's different As in like Mate someone call your dog here And then the next day They're your best mate And they're hanging out And But over there In other states Someone calls your dog They're your enemy for your life And you know You're never talking to that yeah. Person again And usually if you call someone a dog You're going to have to have proof Or Or say bad What happened to you yeah, exactly. but Over here Mate you have someone Call someone a dog the best mates The next day I've worked out that Over here People only call People normally Usually a lot of times Call people a dog If If they're scared of that person Or They can't fight them themselves, so they start a rumor about that person. Yeah. So hopefully it makes gives them a bit of weakness or Mm. or whatever. You just you know you hear it that much. Me myself, man, I never I don't say anything about anyone. I just keep everything to myself. Yeah,
0: that's the best way. I was was saying um, I don't I can't remember. It might have been with Johnny Two Guns the other week. Like no comment, no comment, no comment. <laughs> it's the,
1: it's yeah. The best way. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> if I, yeah. If I think saying on someone, yeah, I'll keep, it, I'll keep it myself usually because, um, you just, yeah, then things you do keep yourself. The more, you, you know, you talk about someone else, as you, you know, I find the more someone talks about someone, usually they've got their own skeletons and no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100%. That's it. Hey, eh? they're projecting their own fucking bullshit onto someone else. All right. So, um, <clears throat> how did you find yourself in jail? Because you did a pretty big whack, man. It seemed, um from what I, from what the research I'd done, just fucking ludicrous amount of time for what you did. So, can you explain to us um, the situation that led you there, and then might talk about your time in there?
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, so I, I was on my way to say I'd actually stopped the gang stuff, but the same uh, coppers, the same gang cops that were on me, uh, end up grabbing me. Even on, I so I stopped all the gang stuff, and I bought a gym called Harry's Gym, and um, at the back there was eight rooms. I was trying to get all the boxers off the ice and fighting again, and I wanted them to wake up to a beautiful gym every day, and hopefully, um, want to train instead of use drugs, etc. These were adults, and one of the people they put in there, the police put this registered pedophile in there who, um, three times he, it's they call it Cardinal Knowledge. Yeah. He knew the girl was twelve. He had sex with this girl. Had everything that he's done with her. Oh, I think it was three times for memory, and um, he did other stuff with her. He, this girl was twelve. Had the full like it was you know like can't remember how many pages. is now twenty thirty pages. How he met her at Woolworths and everything like it was just full on in depth like everything he'd done to her. So this bloke was um, he had like say true tr- tr- tattooed on his eyes. He had the face tattoos. He stay, looked the party. He come true. to me. He said, "Hey mate, I'm recovering. Ice I want to stay true.'
0: Stay true, Tattoo. yeah.
1: Oh, fucking hell. Tattoo to his eye- eyebrows, yeah. This guy actually, I did a podcast several weeks ago on the Clink. Um, so oh, I mentioned his name because I feel everyone should know who the pedophiles are. His name's David Boswell. Oh, no, no, no problem naming him. Um, he actually messaged me straight after the Clink podcast." Not denying anything he had done or anything, just saying, "Hey, man, like you've mentioned my name on a podcast, and I'm gonna." Um, he goes, "You obviously enjoy going to court because um, <laughs> you're going to be getting another court case for me or something like that." <laughs> and um, so ther- that threatening, thing. he already he already been given that many pay. It will not surprise if he does get another payout. To be honest, the pedophiles are very, very, very um, protected, as we know. Yeah, man. And he didn't deny anything he had done or, or anything. And um, I I was bringing up. Several things he had brought up to me on that podcast. Because a lot of the things I get to talk about, no one would even know. Mm. Like, he was protected in that room that day. Like, I wasn't, like, it was all suppressed. I wasn't allowed to talk about it at court. When he got sentenced, he got a closed court. So, it, like, ah. it's like they, like, everything he had done got suppressed. So, the, all I get out of, you know, the five and a half year sentence is the fact that I know I did something good mm. and that I can at least talk about it and hopefully. And I said that to him in the message. I messaged him back and said, look, mate, at the end of the day. I want everyone to know because hopefully the least I can do out of the five and a half years jail is protect other mm. people, families, like people like myself and other children from ever being hurt by you. How
0: does he so have? He, how does he have your five
1: contract. and a half years means I've saved a few kids. How does he? He have... just me on Instagram. Oh, okay. Fuck, Maddie Jedi Floyd or whatever. He just messaged me on Instagram, oh. my Instagram. So he 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 ticked all the boxes. So the police were working with him and they were like, "This is like Maddie's because I would have only been." I would have been like 24 at this stage because so I went to jail when I was 24, I think. And um, I walked away from all the club and that. I was running in the gym. I was trying to, I was about to get ready for a fight. I had Angelo Hyder and Danny Green at this gym and a lot of well known boxers at this gym. I was getting run properly. Then I had separated from, so this gym was like a big complex. Nice. And at the back were these rooms where I put all the boxes. And he said all, he said all the right things he had to say. So the cobblers were mentoring him, telling him what to say. Like, maddie has got a soft spot for this. Mate, he grew up on the street, whatever. Like he was just he, he told me like he'd grown up on the street and he'd, you know, had fucked up upbringing and this and that. Telling me everything I want to hear. And he's like, mate, I really want to get off the ice. I want to fight. Mm. Like he had me convinced that he had like 20 amateur boxing fights. A guy never fought in his fucking life, like. And, and you know, and 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 things like that. And um, I should have known. I should have done some boxing with him because I would have worked it out. fast. but he just said all the right things to get into that gym. Yeah. And um. Ended up hanging out. He was a real funny dude. Um, and yeah, he was hanging out. End up hanging out with him. I ended up inviting him out. I had drank with him a few times, invited him to parties, things like that. End up hanging out with us. And yeah, and, and he was, he was staying, he was, he was with us for several months before they grabbed me for him. Um, so yeah.
0: So what do you mean grab, they, grab, grabbed you for him? So they put him in there. They've, they've, they've sort of got him in there yeah. as a, as a, in, to infiltrate the gym and, and what? So yeah. they, they think you're going you're gonna to get wind of it and, you're, and they're banking on the fact that you're going to give him a flogging.
1: No, I think what happened was I think he was like working for the police just trying to get like intel or people. Ah. And I think they thought that they – I think – so with me, I've, I've always made my money. And I've always done it legitimately and the cops just don't know that. They don't know, I don't advertise it. I've only been talking about it on the podcast over the last few months. I've never really spoke about it because I don't really ever let people know my business. Yeah. Um, but now I have to, you know, make a example of it because of everything I've been going through yeah. over this year and the last couple of years. Yeah. Like if the they can't type anything I've done because everything's, everything's legitimate. I've got that many accounts. I've been that smart We've we've You know, with my money and how I've done things, I've just never said it. So they've always assumed when I was, even when I was on the bikey thing, they're like, oh, this guy must be, you know, he must be fucking doing something wrong. He must be doing something illegal. But I always did my my thing without anyone knowing. You know, I always kept my business to myself. And um, even back then I was, and that's what they couldn't get. They're like, he would have been reporting to them, and he's like, man, he's not doing it. What can I say, though? And they're like, well, like, because I was doing everything at such a young age. I had the gym. I was taking people off the street. I was doing charity, and I was that you know they. I wasn't a bikey anymore at this stage, but they thought I was still doing all that. They're like, "How is he funding the gym? How is he funding these things?" And like he has to be doing something illegal. Find out what he's doing illegal, and he'll be reporting to them. He'd be like, "Man, I'm hanging with. Him. I'm doing everything right. He's not doing anything." Mm. So for months he was hanging out with us, and I wasn't doing anything illegal. So what happened was one day, um, my mate. He was staying at the gym, one of the boys staying at the gym, and he goes, hey, are you with Boz at the moment? And I said, yeah, why? He goes, get rid of him, come to the gym straight away. And I'm gone, okay. Hangs up the phone, I've driven straight to the gym. And we had like cameras everywhere at this gym. And um, I've gone to the gym and like, mate, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, why? And he's like, we're not going to like this. And he's given me this full brief of David Boswell, so the full pedophile brief of what he's done to the 12-year-old girl. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, it's not fucking real. It can't be real. It's just fucking, it's not real, man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bro, you know, I was like, how the fuck did you get this? And then he's on, like, mate, it was just at the front of the fucking gym today. Mm-hmm. Well, let's check the cameras. Mm-hmm. Couldn't We couldn't go back on the cameras for that day. Like, the cameras just disappeared. Like, we couldn't find out who dropped the paper. Like, the paperwork just mysteriously got dropped to the front of my gym. All the fucking, everything was cut off. So we'll spin an it out. And I've just gone, um, I'm a lot calmer now, but when I was younger, I was a bit of a hothead <laughs> and instead of just like catching up with him I'd ring him up going off my head and because I could have just met up with him he wouldn't even know him that I knew him yet or maybe he did know maybe the cop said hey mate we've, we've dropped the paperwork off of your nose now you know get ready because mm. when I rang him and I'm abusing him he said "Saying he goes as I was abusing him he goes just remember cocksucker you left me by yourself with your daughter and my daughter was um, Ooh.
2: Ooh.
1: yeah my daughter was um, eight at the time and um <clears> oh, <throat> fuck. Them's fighting words. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fucking. And at that stage, I was just, you know, I was trying to fight Then and I was getting ready. And I just fucking, I just wanted to find this guy. I stopped eating, sitting, fucking sleeping. I was just, like, looking for him. Like, I was ringing everyone. I was going to everyone's house. For like, the next four weeks, I was just looking for this guy. And um, I wanted to kill him because I thought, fucking, in my head, is he trying to insinuate me saying it to my daughter? Like, what you know, my, my head's racing. I um had a real fucked up upbringing myself with heaps of shit that I haven't even dealt with. I still haven't dealt with now. Mm. And um, even you know, I remember being in high school, always thinking there was something wrong with me or fucking. If you know, if anyone called me gay, I'd fucking flip out. It's sad. I had big issues. Like I'm very protective over. Like any father, very protective over their children. I'll never let anything happen to them, but mm. always very, <clears throat> probably more paranoid than what mm. you normal know, parents uh, would be. Mm. And I was thinking in my head, I'll, I'll never leave my daughter alone with anyone. Even people I trust, I don't leave them because I'm so fucked up in the head from what happened when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, um, and so that was all my head is. Did I fucking, did I let it happen to my? Is it karma from what happened to when I was a kid? Like, is it coming back? Like, I was just fucking, it was a little bad for, when, <laughs> for me. And I ended up grabbing him. So when I got him four weeks later, I had a phone call from this bloke who's passed away there. Um, he was at this house and I went there and there was about four or five people at the house. I went there by myself. I kicked the door in and the guy was like, mate, just calm down. Fucking I'll let you in there, but you just, you're on your own. I went, yeah, I'm on my own. He's like, well, you just sort it out with on your own. I went in there and I grabbed him and he was like half asleep on the bed and I've woken him up and I fucking, I asked him, like, the first thing I asked him, I was like, what the fuck, cocksucker, do you mean? Like, you by yourself what are you saying about my daughter? Are you trying to say you with my daughter Kate? You know, like, I looked him in the eyes and he was just fucking, couldn't like, he was like, he's like, I didn't, like, didn't, like, didn't, he's like, the coppers, man, the coppers, he's like, I swear, I swear, he's like, the coppers, I swear, the coppers made me fucking sad. They told me to point you. Like, he was just going on and I just knew, like, he wasn't lying. Like, I could just, mm. knew by the situation. I remember looking in his eyes mm. and I was just, and I remember, uh, having this big, sick feeling and everything. And because I knew he hadn't done anything, because I knew I hadn't let anything happen to my kid, which I knew nothing had happened, I was very content, like I felt so much better.
2: Mm.
1: I felt at peace, but I still um, haven't dealt with him yet. I ended up staying in the room with him. I was in the room with him for about half now. Um, he, I remember he tried to leave the room. Each time he tried to leave the room, I'd hit him. The most show I got was for five and a half years, it was mainly for holding him. So I got, it got done for Depp live for depth The debt lives for kidnapping charges, which I wouldn't let him leave that room for half an hour. Fuck off. Really? So I was dying in his entrance. There he was. So yeah, so the injuries, man, I probably hit him like, I probably only hit him like maybe, like maybe three or four times each time he tried to get away. And, um, there was no injuries now. Like, like there was no hospital injuries. There was no like broken bones or anything. He might've had a fucking bruise or a black eye. I can't even remember. Like, I know I was barely like, I was just tapping him like there was nothing they classed it as the O B H, which is the bottom of the of the um, of the assault mm. so it's the least of the assault so if I broke anything or anything was significant it would have been a B-8 so it was the least of one so like pretty much if you went out and hit someone you know you wouldn't get down that was the same offense I did but i got five and a half years but the, the worst part is if I didn't hold him for half an hour he, he admitted to like several other things and I've spoken to other people's mums and his parents About this, he even admitted to doing shit to his sister. Um, he admitted like several things that people wouldn't have answers for. He was protected, I can't remember the words, but because he's protected, he was in police protection, he was under under an operation event against me. So, anything that he used against me, if any of their mums or anyone took him to court, anything he admitted to me in that room, I wasn't allowed, like they couldn't use any of that evidence against him. So, he was protected attention. Does that make sense?
0: Fucking
1: hell, man. <clears throat> so the 12 year old girl, the 12 year old girl, he was already done for that. So he got done for that probably a year or so, or however long it was before I knew him. I knew him for say six months, so he might have just got done for that just before I met him, maybe. So he was always going to jail for that. All this stuff he was doing was to get a discount off what he did with the 12 year old girl. So anything he admitted or any offenses he committed, while was under this operation, um, he couldn't get he couldn't get convicted of, any of it. None of it could be used as evidence against him. Yeah, I remember there was this footy player. He played for the was here. His uh, cousin, I remember he, he walked him around like a dog, and he he was talk, talk, telling the story. He walked him around, made him walk around like a like a dog or something. Had him had him held him up for like two or three days or something treat him like a dog, making him eat and drink out of a dog bowl, saying, anyway, these were all the things, people, whether any of it's, these all the people people come forward to me. Even when I was in jail, people will come forward <clears throat> saying he did this, he did that, just this bad person. But then like when he gets held up about his pedophilia crimes, he runs, you know, he, he gets, See, so he, he was doing all this to get a discount of what he did to the 12 year old. And he ended up, I've got five and a half years um, for, for, for grabbing him for it and he got from memory like around 10 or 11 months or something and he got to do it in another state ah. so he, he would have been like on a farm somewhere he would done real good jail on a farm and he probably only did half that time and then he got big payout and he was because I remember he was always sending receipts over while I was in jail like of um, money that he had made because he's like showing art now or something and um he it was from the payout that he got from me. So he claimed everything on me. He claimed like psychological, Fuck um, everything. Jesus. You know, like, like, like violent. You know, he claimed everything to get his big payout. He even rang my family, telling them. I remember him saying, "Oh, tell Matt if he really goes on with it and says that you know he did worse to me, I'll go halves with him and the payout. But I'll give Oh up. my god! I remember right at the start. He had this, Yeah. How's the
0: yeah, audacity on this cunt?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, that's the word I was looking for. Actually, yeah, yeah. I remember. I, was, I just remember that then. But yeah, there was oh, heaps
0: yeah, of things. Jesus. You know, that's how these people operate, man. They're they're fucking manipulators and they're scumbags and they, you know, they, they hide in the fucking shadows. I'm trying to have a picture of him on my head, like you know. Oh, I don't really want to actually. Oh, it looked like looked like, um, like a bit
1: of a thug, you know, like he looked apart, but um. But he had the eyes like a lot of people said to me, well, "Watch out, friend. you know." Like women have that intuition, in, intuition on people. Yeah. I used to get that a lot. A lot of people would always go, "There's something wrong with him. Something weird about him." You know. Yeah. Even my mate, he was like, "Man, I knew it." Like when he found the paperwork, he was like, "I knew it." He's like, "I told you." He's like, "I knew there was something hanging over him." He's like, "This is what it was." He's like, "I knew all along." Like mm. people were like, because a lot of people didn't like him. And the problem is I'm a sucker. Like, if he targeted me, so he was, mm. like, sucking up to me all the time, saying all the right things to me because I was a target at the time. So I was like, oh, everyone's just jealous, you know, like, they're all because you know. Mm. But sometimes, um, yeah.
0: So these coppers just couldn't see you doing well, doing, living a clean life out of the gangs, and they've set you up.
1: Yeah. You know, if I could go back in time, I would have just been a lot more respectful and not so fucking cheeky To the cops man I was I was When I was 22 I was too young Thought I had all this power Like If I could go back in time I'd just fucking Honestly it'd be Fucking shut your mouth And just fucking Put your head down Yes sir No sir If I could go back Cause mm-hmm. I blame a lot of Them hammering me to my cheekiness And um Me just being a smart ass And also I, I hated You know like I hate I hated them Because of the way I grew up as well And um I mean, I had a running with them all the time when I was a teenager on the street and n- nothing was ever fair, you know? I always felt like nothing, nothing's ever fair. Even to this day, things aren't really ever fair. Um, the same coppers that were trying to grab me then, I remember them sitting in the interview with me, laughing, going, well, we didn't get you, if anything, we thought you are doing, but we'll take this one. And um, that's what they said to me because I said, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe you, fucking, you can sit there and be happy with like this, you know? And the exact same cops that were trying to get me then ten years ago are the same coppers that caused me problems this year. Trying to trying to cause me all these problems this year as well. Yeah, let's talk about not, that. Not, then. not the same, maybe not the same group of cops or anything, but the same name. Same. A couple of the same namers are, are on the names because I've I got their name on my on my staff. So the same coppers that were around ten years ago, they're on. So they went from back then. They would have been gang crime. They would have gone to another thing. And now the the cops that are on mm. on me now, it's the same names that are trying to bad mouth me now, put me all over the media now, all the bullshit now, are the same coppers from ten years ago. A couple of them anyway.
0: So they've got a gripe for you, man. Are you worried? That are you concerned about them? That you're going on these podcasts and talking about it?
1: If all was guilty, I look at it as like if you were guilty and you did something wrong, you'd be concerned. Um, Like if I was You know If you are guilty You'd be like real quiet you just shut up You just wouldn't say anything Um, I'm not worried one bit I know how completely Innocent I am So I'm not worried one bit So I'm doing the opposite Like I'm I'm speaking my case I'm telling mm. everyone I'm, I'm I'm, happy to speak about it I'm happy to tell anyone That ass Because mm. I know I'm innocent mm. Um, I know there's not One bit of evidence There's nothing against me Except for hearsay I've been told that We've got that writing Everyone knows that Um, It's ridiculous The, the shit they're trying to Say about me, the statements they make, the shit they're saying that they try to even accuse me of is just so fucking dumb. Uh, they're calling me this mastermind kingpin all over the news. It's the most retarded thing I've ever heard of.
0: So, what happened uh, up in Queensland? I saw that you're on the news in Queensland and, and you were accused of doing something. What, what's going on there?
1: They had me, um, that was all to do with the police because the media, everyone knows the media couldn't have known. I was in Queensland or back at the airport in Perth. Even the police will tell you that the police told the media. Even the police in the car, when I got back to Perth, were like, fuck, man, there's some weird tons from the police. So, like, and it really makes you wonder how the media can know, you know, that that, 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 that was, it was impossible for anyone to know I was there. Um, I was in Queensland uh, with my trainer. Like, that day I trained, i just finished training. I was at fucking... Um, movie world the day before walking around my thoughts my singlet this same fucking apple iphone um which everyone fucking knows you've got on you can track anyone can track anyone's iphones find my iphone whatever I like common knowledge i have my normal phone um walking around training that day the police had spoken to the lawyers lawyers told me to contact the police let them know if they needed to speak to me, I'll be back on the 8th with the lawyer. Lawyer spoke to him, I spoke to him, lawyer spoke to him again. Um, there was no issue. I'm um bit in Australia that day, and the next thing you know, fucking, uh, please ask me to come in. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I've already, but I already spoke to you. I already said, if you need to speak to me, I'll come in. But we a lawyer. and like, oh, no, they want you, you need to come in now. You need to go back. So they've extradited me. Um, oh, back to Perth. There's all those news that I was fucking taking down. At, back to Perth from Queensland, yeah. They go, um, they had me all over the news as fucking, like, fucking 6 p.m. fucking main news saying in a dramatic takedown at some point about to leave the country. How the fuck was I about to leave the country? They seemed like they were getting me on like, a plane. I was just walking around fucking, like, bold guys, like, mm-hmm. just finished training in my shorts and a singlet. They're so, like, they grabbed him in a dramatic showdown, Like, it's just such bullshit. And they're calling me a drug kingpin. I've never been charged for drugs in my life, mm. and um everyone was taking the piss. Like that week, people have been done for tons, fifty kilos, thirty-five kilos. Everyone was getting bail on thirty-five kilos, fifty kilos, tons. This was fuck all. I think it was like fucking not even, it was like a, it was like a kilo or two or something. And um, I'm all over the fucking news, and everyone's getting bail. But because they put me all over the news, I couldn't go for bail straight away. I had to do a proper bail app now because of media, because media would have caused me problems in the court, blah, blah, blah. And then every fucking retard in Perth who doesn't know about will be like, oh, if he gets out straight away, like he must have fucking talked, even on every kind of Perth is getting bail on drug charges, let alone there's no fucking evidence on me anyway. They've admitted there's no fucking evidence. So that's how a fucking retarded some counts in Perth are. So now I've got to spend proper money, wait like seven, eight, ten weeks for the delay of courts, for an offence that there's fucking literally no no evidence. They've admitted there's no evidence. The police sent my um, uh, lawyer an email saying we have like no evidence from any surveillance, phone calls, messages, anything. Like it's literally my case is hearsay. It's like it's as good as me saying all the drugs are yours, mm. doing a statement, saying that, and then you getting charged. That's like what's happening to me right now. Mm. That's how fucked my case is. So how And did then they, they hold put me all you? over on the kingpin.
0: How did they hold you?
1: Um, based on that, because there's some because the evidence of someone saying, we believe that Matt's the kingpin behind it all. And because it's like a, it's a name to give the cops. The cops just fucking, they, they, they will, um, hang on to it now. Like it should have been thrown out ages ago, but they just keep getting remands. It's been like three remands now. Like my, me and my lawyer from day one, like six months ago, whenever it was, we're like, we want to go to trial tomorrow. Mm. I was like, go to trial tomorrow. Mm. And my lawyers is like, just don't talk about it with anyone, this, that. And I'm like, man, I'll fucking, there's nothing to talk about. Like, I'm happy. Like people will ask me and I'll tell them what's going on with my case as in like nothing because I know I'm innocent. Like, I've got nothing to worry about. I'm not worried one bit.
2: Mm.
1: Like mm. it's a fucking, it's a retarded case in a retarded, in a retarded fucking state. But mm. anyway, it is what it is.
0: Why do you think they're still targeting you, man? Do you still think they got a bone to pick from from the when, when you were younger?
1: Yeah, I think I was real smart when I was younger. Like, like they would raid my house, and I would like say, "Come on, fucking!" They'd be like, "They are thinking you're rid of a tough guy because of fight or whatever," and I'd be like, "Why don't you take your badge off mm. if you can do one round with me? <laughs> um, if you can do one round with me, um, fucking!" um i'll if you can tag me one round sorry i'll fucking plead guilty to a fucking murder or a fucking time whatever you want me to but if you can't touch me for a round what do you reckon no raids for a month or something you know <laughs> just shit like that i'd always fucking i'll get my mates to um i'll get my mates to like at two in the morning if i was bored i couldn't sleep i'd get like my mates and be like always fucking come around because i'd have their car parked at the front i'd be like come around I'd make them buy like fucking heaps Hungry Jacks and they'd chuck them in their car and run off.
2: <laughs> Whenever
1: they'd raid me, I'd chuck them tease the car. And I'd be like, I'd, I was always doing, like, I've always done charity stuff. I've just never, I've never like, like done videos yeah,
0: advertising or whatever
1: yeah. of charity. Like, I've always just done it. Like, I've taken people in. And I'd always like tell them, like, I'd show them, I'd be like, oh, I just gave money to fucking these people for this I bet you won't make that in a year and I was just doing dumb shit Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: but yeah oh crazy 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 situation well um, you're innocent mate let's hope the wheels of justice uh, sort that out and then uh, you might even get a payout yourself I'm not worried
1: a bit about that I'm not worried about the charges. they'll be fine it's just a process like it's fucked because they're not letting me fight mm. um, they're fucking with me it's just like people, you know, like you know, I want it to be overdone over. with, just fuck around. But anyway,
2: mm.
0: when you, I just want to talk briefly about your, your time inside. Um, was there access to fighting in there, like like proper, you know, ring fighting?
1: Well you get? It always changes, but my time at Kazar, i always ran run the gym when I'm at Kazar, and um, I um, you could get gloves when I was there. And I actually started, the last time I was in there, I was doing a lot of good work. And we started doing, like, uh, trolleys, where we'd go out to the units, to each unit, and we'd do, like, circuits for them, like one-hour circuits for that. And we're getting good results from all the work we're doing, as in the gym stuff. So people, like, if they wanted to come to the gym, do the circuits, do boxing, we'd build up to boxing. They couldn't get in trouble. so They couldn't get violent oh, right. charges. They couldn't um, get done 30 year tests things like that. So because we are getting good results in the jail, apparently the rate was so good or however it works, there was like a less crime rate in the jail. Mm. So they gave us more perks. So we actually, I actually got a boxing program in there where we're doing boxing, I think like Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. And um, we were sparring on the fly, like you'd spar and you'd just not get in trouble. Um, and you'd clean it up if there was a bit of blood or whatever. You try and be careful, you know, because people wouldn't hate this because you wouldn't want to lose it. Mm. Um, so yeah, we were sparring in there, and we had boxing, and and we built up. So I was my last leg. Now they're still doing it. Not boxing, box seems being can it always does. You need someone in there like monitoring it doing like well for a while. It's still hard to get, but right now they're still doing all the circuits. So people are still running out doing trolleys, like running out doing circuits. So there's circuits every day now. There's spin classes. So what you get at your gym like your yeah. your uh, your circuits and your yeah. classes. And that they're doing it in the jail now. Yeah. But you can't have um big weights in that, so they've got they use, like medicine balls and bags and like they just make yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the not not the big weights it's, it's maximum maximum prison casuals. So you, there's no you're not allowed to have any like free weights or big weights. Is that
0: Casuarina or is it?
1: Yeah, Casuarina is our max. Our yeah. I do most of my time. I've done most of my time at, at Casuarina. Um, I usually get to go to a farm like in the last month or something.
0: Fucking hell! So you did the whole whack in there? Yeah.
1: That's bullshit, man. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty shit. It's like you get locked down all the time and all that sort of stuff. But I work in the gym all the time. So if you work in the gym, it's pretty cool. Like you're just in the gym all day and and then you go to self-care when you be good and that. So in self-care, you make your own food and that. Mm. It's not – herf tales aren't really that bad from mm. what I've heard of other states that no, anyway. Mm.
0: Mm. All right, man. Well, you're um, you – that's that's still hanging over your head, but you're doing a lot of good work, man. Right? So I'm um, I'm I'm confident that that's 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 gonna pass all that bullshit. So let's talk about the the good stuff you're doing. So from the research I've done, you like to help people. You're you're a helper. You like to take people in. And um and you got a bit of a passion for youth work and and like protecting youth and and uh, obviously also uh, helping people get off the gear. So what are you doing? Let's talk about Pinkies and um and what you're doing there. And then maybe if there's, there's some young kids out there listening or some parents out there listening that want to get their kids engaged, um, we'll talk about that. What's your plans with Pinkies? Um, so we
1: we so our Pinkies with um I'm mainly focused on. Um, yeah, like teenagers and that We um, any, any age really But um, it's mainly teenagers that come That reach out to me um, it, uh, I mean, you know, I've been doing it for several years um, I've already been talking about it Probably for the last six months But I've been doing it forever I um, <clears throat> I try and help them reach their goals Whether it's, you know Obviously I want them to fight Because fighting is my main thing at the moment But even playing footy or basketball or whatever what we do is we, we well, when they come there, they can come there whenever they want. It's 24 hours. But when they come there, if they need some work, I'll help them get some extra work or even just working out the gym, training every day, getting fights gives them a routine. Eventually, they usually get their own jobs or they start working or they might start. You know, I've had that many boys that are training people full-time, working full-time. A couple of them are fighting professionally now. Nice. Um, a lot of them end up um, getting shared accommodation near the gym. So they're close. I'll get messages. Messages every day from um, from teenagers, even adults. I just, like, the adults really have to come to me a few times. Like, I won't go out of my way for the adults. I'm like, you super stay better at me. Mm. Yeah, with that past him and Harry's him and that. So now the teenagers, I sort of go out of my way for more. Um, but yeah, I mean, and there's, there's nowhere for them. Like, I, I'll take them in there. I have, sometimes I have five kids with me. If there's no space in the house, I'll put a mattress in the bathroom and put them in there. There's nowhere in Perth, as I've known myself, if you like, they've got foster cares and things like that. So if you run away or, or whatever, there's actually nowhere in Perth where you can just go to, yeah. like a big centre where you can just go to and there's a bed there for you. There's mm. no such thing. Mm. And I know that. So I try and, I'm trying to fly. Like, like we're trying to, I'm trying to get that going over here. I've been fighting for that for years. Um, if not, I take him in or I'll ring people around me. I'll ring mates, I'll be like, oh man, can this kid come stay with you, whatever. But the main goal is, I know that juvie, a lot of them are from juvie and that, I know juvie in jail doesn't work for a lot of these kids. Buying courses don't work for a lot of these kids. So they need, I believe what I offer them will help the ones that that's not helping, as it has, And we've had success stories. I've had one kid who's been in and out 10 times, and from the day he came to my house, he never touched a drug since. Mm. So it obviously works, and that's from day one. And he was using drugs the day before. So, obviously, Mm. me, you know, telling them, you know, you don't do the right things, you're going to be on your ass, you know, that's not usually enough, you know. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: You're a good example, I mean, to to look at physically, you fit you know you got some shit going on so i i guess it's it's the old thing where i've i've done youth work before myself and they don't want someone in a suit standing there they want to see the tattoos they want to see that you can fight they want to see that you've gone through adversity as well so you know you you definitely from what i can see you've got the skill set to do it you know and then and on top of that going inside you can say that's not where you want to go you know that's not the road you want to go down
1: well, if they hear from a guy on a suit, you don't want to go inside. They're probably like, "Well, fuck, what the fuck doing?" You know, you know, right? um, and most most of these kids that come to me, uh, um, their dads are in jail. And I say to them, "I give them the, I give them the tough sort of love, without meaning to. So I'm sort of like, look, there's nothing your fucking dad or you's or anyone's your uncles that know. There's nothing that they know or done or seen that I haven't seen or haven't been through or worse myself. Trust me. Mm. So I'm like, don't don't come here with your fucking you know, like stories about this and that. You know, like I make you know, I make them realise that I've think, you know, that I haven't seen or whatever. Like they can't talk to me about or or I haven't seen or whatever. So they know with me, um, there's no like they've got nothing to worry about. They can come talk to me about anything. You know, even if it is doing the wrong things. You know, I've had some of them probably think that because I'm a they look at me they think I'm an ex ex gangster or whatever. They think oh they can talk to me like they, I've had people go oh man I want to be I want to be like a, a gangster or I want to be like a, a, a drug dealer or whatever because they assume because of my past, I know all about, you know, I'm, I'm the best to talk to about that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm like, no, nah, man, is that what you think of me? Do you think that's what sport, you know? And I actually tell them, tell them the opposite. I'm like, that's fucking shit, man. You don't want to fucking do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But because of who I am and that, they actually, you know, it's, they think it's all right to talk to. i go, like, trust me, you want to do this, you want to do that? You can have that. It's shit. I actually always steer them and teach them away from, from all that, and they go, but man, you've got you've got the gym, and you're doing so well. You know, they think I'm really, uh, but you've made it. And I go, I never made it from the fucking the gangster stuff or from this stuff. I didn't okay. make fuck all. I did all fucking doing, you know, legitimate stuff from this and from that. I always steer them completely away from it. It was like when all this happened this year. Actually, I heard some sick stuff. People were going, oh, Maddie, Maddie takes kids off the street and then fucking uh, makes them become fucking um, drug dealers or something like that. Mm. And it's just a fucking It's a real sick Thing to say Because I'm so passionate Against it When people turn Saying so great That I've done for so many years Mm. And they try and use St. bad that Because other people Are saying it Or whatever you know And um, I'm so fucking Anyone that knows me Just fucking Knows that's fucking All shit anyway But
0: Who's saying that The media
1: But yeah uh, Just like Yeah Anyone Like the media The cops People like People talking about it You know Whatever I like It's It's you know, if if it's what's sick is, you know, if if saying that, all right, if I'm saying that you're real passionate about and against, if you hear people saying that, really, that hurts more than the other stuff. Mm. Like, um, I'll give you another example. Like, a lot of people putting on media today they're, they're like they're doing charity, like they're giving people hundred dollars, mm. and they're showing the reactions and that. Mm. And I like it if they're trying to show awareness. I hate that they're embarrassing these homeless people, these homeless kids. Yeah, I and I hate that they're doing it for media uh, attention. Yeah. Cause I don't want people. Oh, I believe in pay it forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, people ask me, someone asked me from a homeless shelter a few weeks ago, so why you do what you do. I go, oh, I don't know, man. It's just a way of life for me. I believe if people start thinking they're going to get big hits, like big numbers watching them, that means people are only going to give hundred dollars to people and help. People because. For the wrong reasons. It needs yeah. to become a way of life. Yeah. Like, people go, why do you do it? I've just done it. I've always done it. From when I was 16, I remember when I was 16 years old, I'd always leave my back door open for this guy, Sunny, because he would come every few nights and I'd always leave food, and stuff, you know, like down there for him in case he came one night. And I've always just done that. I didn't mm-hmm. take videos of it. Yeah. I, know. I don't, you know, that if, yeah. if I um, took a video for every $100, every $50, every $20 I've given, or every squeegee person I've talked to, because I do all the squeegee on the side of the road. Mm. Right, if I took a video for every time I've talked to one of these people, giving them money, I'd honestly have a million videos. Mm. I don't, I don't believe in shame and or embarrass them. I do it. I might sometimes do it in front of others because they are just with me at the time, and also because I'm trying to teach them
2: yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: they realise, you know, hey, just talk to this person and find the out. I might ask different questions because they're with me just because I'm trying to teach
2: yeah. them around
1: me. Yeah. But I certainly do it more on my own than I do in front of other people.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I hate those people I just people think when me. people say, and, and they say, yeah, man, man, it's happening. There's heaps of people doing it, bro, and they're getting – and people think that they're doing great amazing things. If they are doing it to raise awareness, that's the only thing I can think, okay, that's okay. Apart from that, man, they're, they're embarrassing. They're embarrassing, these people, man. It's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and they're not doing the right thing, and they should be fucking – but like when I speak to them, man, I talk to them, man. I talk to them for ages, man. I'll fucking hang out with them. I'll find out what's the go is. I'll find out, you know, what's going on, like how they grew up. I'll see if I can help them find a job, work, whatever. If I've got time, man, I wish I could take every single one of them into the shops and get them all the actual shit they need, whatever it is, food, milk, whatever. Mm. I just don't have the time. Sometimes I will be one of them people that just give them money. If I've got five minutes, I'll take them in an easy class or whatever's there, you know? Mm. Um, and, yeah, fucking, um, but I'll talk to them and, and I do it every day, like, it, it, whenever I like, walk in a trail or, or, or wherever and, and I speak to them all the time. And, and um, I like it when I get my teenagers in. I like to show them all that because they can, you know, not not for videos, to show them. Yeah, So yeah, yeah, they realise, yeah. you know, and things <clears> like that. Yeah. Um, but, we, yeah, I take them in and I'm hoping, like, the, the best the best stories I get from helping these teenagers, one day sometimes they come to me and they're like, hey, man, um, we fucking saw... You know, old mate, I'll name one of the fifteen, sixteen year old boys that met, you know, in three is out, he was using drugs or something fucking. We slapped him, we grabbed him, we took him out of there. You know, we're making them do sprints out the front and they're doing <laughs> what I made them do a few years ago. That that's sort of that's the good. what the success stories, you know. Yeah. Well, I've had kids come to me and go, like obviously my gym's it's a big gym where um, there's a commercial side to it as well. Um not that I care for it, but they they say, "Hey, man, like we're working now, man. Like we fucking don't feel we, we want to pay. It. Maybe we want to pay our way, or we want to contribute towards the next up and that next kids coming forward. That's amazing, and that's why I sort of do it. It's like the whole pay it forward, pay it forward thing, you know. Mm. That's the main reason. I just a lot of it comes down to like um like I've been, I've been offered like a lot of these charities. I didn't realize until a while ago. Uh, like a lot of them are scams and that, you know, and um. I've been offered money from, um, from charities and uh, a few times, and they've um, and I've said to these charities, man, don't give me fucking money. But like, can you come down to the gym and spend some time with these kids, or can you come down buy them shoes or boxing gloves, or find out what they need or speak to them, and see what they need? Mm. You know, and they can never do it. They need to write it off as a charity thing. Yeah. You know? And I've had good people ask, and They're genuine. They just haven't got the time. I'm like, these kids need time from you. They don't need like a, a, a you know a check or whatever. And I wouldn't know what to do with that check. So how, I, how what it comes down to is when I was 15, 16, 14, whatever, I always try and be someone that I needed because I never had a role model. I never had that. Yeah. So I try and be that person. I always think, you know, what would have I thought? So a reason I, I won't take money or these checks and things like that is because if someone like me was helping me when I was a kid, I'd be like, what the fuck are you fucking doing this for? I'd be like real skeptical. Yeah. And if I found out he was getting paychecks or money from fake yeah. fucking charities or whatever, yeah. or he was just fucking washing his money or something, I'd be fucking dirty. I wouldn't trust him, wouldn't believe in anything anymore. As it is, I don't believe in anything, let alone have fucking, you know. So it's just trying to make that proper, have that proper real fucking thing happen, you know.
0: Authenticity, mate, authenticity. Man, it sounds like, yeah. to me, I've just written this down, it's like people don't want to see you shine. People are not allow- allowing you to shine. You- you've you got this fucking big heart, you've got a talent, you got a skill set. And people are trying to fucking stifle you. Do you feel that way?
1: People don't want to see me. So I think um, it's just the certain people that I've I've become like a part of or across or whatever. But I think in my life, if you grow up the underdog, like if you grow up poor, poor and in that way, you, you surround yourself with, I mean, jealousy is, everyone's jealous as it, you know, people, jealousy is sickness in itself and everyone's jealous as it is, but <clears throat> it's a lot harder to shine from where I came from, if I was already probably someone and then shine, it'd probably be um, easier because maybe like um, there'd be more like, you know, like when you're in that, the upper scale or whatever, that's the rules of the world, right? Like yeah, yeah. they're the ones who make all these laws where, yeah. where the people that make the laws, like the judges and the politicians, like are obviously sickos and pedophiles and cell phones and sort to wiggle concerts pedophiles can do whatever they want they can go to Wiggles concerts they can go to schools playgrounds that and crims can't go to the pub and have a beer together yeah. Um, yeah. so you obviously with the higher end of society protects the people that shine even on they jealous they still protect them because they have to but with me because I come from where I come from if I do shine I'm getting attacked by my you know like probably the, the jealous people there and, and, and then the fucking psychos and politicians and pedophiles so you sort of fucking fuck from the beginning <laughs> mm,
0: yeah it's, it's it's not good is it it's not good um, <clears throat> yeah that, I, I've said that for years and I have people go oh mate you're fucking paranoid you're tripping you're conspiracy theorists I said the the, the reason all these pedos are protected is because of the fucking judges are pedos and it, it just shit just trickles downhill man and I think it's pretty common knowledge for people who have their eyes eyes open a little bit but um, you know what can you do you're fighting the good fight man and I think you just gotta keep doing what you're doing and, and help these kids and keep them off the street keep them out of harm's way and then learning how to fucking use their hands does that keeping them employed helps them do that because if you're on the street and you're in you know you're in the boob it's fucking a vulnerable place for them to be you know um what I might do is Start. Um, I've had you for almost an hour and a half. We'll, we'll, there's a few more things I want to talk to you about. I messaged you last night asking if you've seen the the uh, the Kobe documentary or the, the the team documentary. You got rest in peace Kobe tattooed on you, man. So that's got to be some love of basketball there. <laughs> so what what's, yeah. what's up with that? Can you can you ball? <clears throat> basketball was my first love sport. I
1: was good at basketball growing up. I was really pretty good. Um, if it wasn't for basketball. Um, uh, Your yeah, life definitely would have been a bit uh, harder. Basketball um, um, was definitely my number one love as, as a kid growing up before I started liking footy and all the other sports and fighting and that. Um, Kobe was my era. So, like, I was just after Jordan. So, in the 2000s, was obviously Kobe era,
2: mm.
1: which was me hence why I loved uh Kobe. That's who I, who I went for. I went for him, I went for Lakers. Um and I um he, he died pretty shortly after I got released in prison. Uh when I after I got released in prison, I was still fighting the fight. I was still pretty very like pretty emotional. Um had a lot going on. He passed away and I don't know why but um I got the yeah rest in peace tattooed. Like I think the night or the day after he passed away, I was still it was pretty emotional about it all. He was, if if you could pick like a, I never had I guess the wrong one going up. So maybe mm. if you could pick like a um person who you who you favoured or loved the most, looked up to growing up. Everyone has their either their Mike Tyson or Michael Jordan whether mm. One would probably have to be Kobe Bryant. So that's probably why. If I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't have got his name tattooed <laughs> to my chest. Not that I don't respect him anymore. I absolutely do. Um, but its um, I, I don't know if I should have the name tattooed. Also, my son, I named Kobe, Felt the same way after him. And I feel a bit weird having, rest in peace, yeah. Kobe Bryant, because it's got Kobe there. So yeah. I'm actually eventually going to get work tattooed over it. Yeah. Not in any disrespect to him in any way, just because nah. I don't feel comfortable having... Yeah, rest in peace.
0: But yeah, fair cool,
1: fair cool. <clears throat> um, I didn't. I watched about ten minutes or fifteen minutes of that too last night.
0: Yeah, I watched it. It's fucking
1: sick. And you? then I fell asleep. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of it tonight. It's
0: really good, man. It's really interesting because I was before that. I'm not really a big ball fan, but I was like more the last dance, you know, like Jordan and fucking Pippen and and shit like that. But um, pretty interesting. Really, really interesting. Um, all right. So let's rip into a couple of other things. So, um, who have you trained? Anyone that people would know that you've trained with? Fenix, Danny Green. You, you mentioned Danny Green before, and then we might talk <coughs> about we might promote trainers or fo- tra- fighters. Trainers <laughs> or fighters. Oh, both. Both. Any 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 good names out there?
1: I trained with uh, Angelo Hider, who he trains heaps of world champions. He trained obviously Daddy Green, and he's trained in the Maloney at the moment. He's trained. Um, he's watched over everyone. Any 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 who's who he's, he's either watched them train them has nothing to do with them. Yeah. Um, he he was my trainer back before I was training him before when I got done for bashing this pedophile, and now uh, he obviously can't train me full time because I'm in Perth, but I'll go over there, spend time, do cab with him, I will ring him for advice. Mm. He'll corner my fights when he can, um, and things like that. Mm. Um, mm. I've, I've trained, I've. Yeah, I'm, I know Danny well. He's he's a great bloke. He always, if I ever ring him and say, "Hey man, can you help me out with his kids or whatever," he, he's if he can, he'll always always help. Um, if I say I need you know some help, some advice, whatever fighting, he's there. Um, Lucas Brown is another good friend of mine. He was our heavyweight world champion. Um, he's defending his title, I think, at the moment. He he's a good friend of mine. He's he corners all my fights. Uh, when I, whenever I go to Queensland, I meet because all the superstars tra- train with Angelo, so I meet all them over there. I've met all and trained with all the Malonies and Barry Hall when he was there, and Reynold Quinlan. He was the next world champion. Crazy, yeah, crazy. Um, what weight
0: division I, like, are I'm, you
1: fighting? Yeah. I'm a light heavyweight, so I fight at like seventy nine point, um, like three or four kilos or something. So I walk around like around eighty five kilos, eighty six kilos. Mm. And for yeah, seventy nine point eight. So fuck you don't look that big. How tall are you? Yeah, I'm about six foot one.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, you look pretty yeah. lean. Pretty lean in the photos I'm going to use for promo. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I'm um I'm actually pretty big for light like heavyweight. So I'm always bigger. I'm usually pretty. I'm I'm always bigger and bigger than everyone else. So I usually yeah I have to I have to lose a fair bit of weight to make weight. I'm 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 not. Six foot one's not too tall, but I'm not, um, I'm not what do you call it. I'm, I'm pretty like fixed solid sort of body type. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: so yeah. I get lean, but um, I've always been like a bit. Stocky. Like if I didn't train, if I didn't train, I'd get, i get big real fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, mate. Um, yeah. so let's promote this. You got a, a, charity fight coming up?
1: Yeah. So, um, they're not letting me fight at the moment. They let. They let pedophiles fight. <laughs> they let they let they let anyone else. They, they're literally a pedophile fighting for the last three years. He got convicted this year. Um, they knew he was on charges. They knew he was on. They knew he was on pedophile charges. There's other people who I'm not going to name because um I don't want to fuck it for anyone. But there's other people on other charges, other stuff going on. They let them all fight. Everyone can fight except for me. Um, I haven't been convicted. I even didn't have to show them anything but i was like mate you can fucking see my file there's no evidence against me i'm happy to fucking show you it's that so pathetic mm. and they still wouldn't let me fight they're just fucking and then that commission man like they got fucking they've all got fucking cobwebs that you know and but i you know i could sit there and be like you fucking you did this you did that you did this but then i'll be a dog you know i'd never do that anyway but it's just fucked up getting told by these people which i know what you know and what they've done and, and been through themselves Telling me I can't fucking do what I need to do for my family or whatever, but mm. it is it is what it is. So I'm doing this charity fight, which is getting um, supported by other people and other charities. I've spoken, to, I reached out to each of my mates, a lot of AFL players, uh, UFC fighters. Uh, Danny, uh, I haven't got a reply from him, but I'm sure if he's available, he will he will be there. And Lucas said he would, and um, everyone everyone has said yes. It's just about getting a date because we. it's going to be around Christmas time, which might be hard, so we might have to do it in January, um, just depending on available date for everyone else. I'll <clears> fight <throat> on the night. I'm going to have a few homeless charities there that I know of. I'm going to make sure they're actually there in the crowd, like the kids will be there, mm. the homeless people, like they'll be there. Um, I'm going to make sure every single cent that gets made will be like on an itinerary behind me because I don't, I don't, I'm a very sceptical person who doesn't believe in shit myself. So every cent's going to be um, on the screen so everyone can see even the coke or water that's being bought. Yeah. So I literally see every cent getting transferred yeah. and it's going to get handed to the charity wow. in front of their eyes for them to see. I'm also been collecting memorabilia my whole life. I've got like a, a game shop and, and all that which comes with memorabilia and that, so I'm probably going to donate like, However much, then really over the night, I'm gonna donate other things which I'll announce closer to the day So hopefully, I can raise about maybe 50 grand or something. Hopefully, over the night, which I'll donate myself wow. to them as well, which I want to do as well. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll be yeah, I'll be donating it to my own uh, like like a, not my own charity, but a charity that I've I've just gotten close with over my time that I've met up with and fair, They'll all be there. I'm inviting yeah. them on the night. I want to give that to them myself. Do you want to plug so, who yeah. that
0: is? Do you want to plug who that is?
1: The, it's a charity in Fremantle. So, yeah, I will I will probably – do I want to say who it is now?
0: It's up to you, mate.
1: I can say it's it's all, all – they will be there on the night. I'll speak to them first. Okay, okay. And make sure that's all right. But the charity that's um, behind it all, the one that started it, got it gone, they're called Help Help the Homeless Believe. But I'll, I'll double-check what they're called if they want to check. Yeah. Um, they're run by, I don't know if I'm able to say his name, but I'm sure if they look up the charity's names there. So these guys reached out to me first, this is how it all started. Yeah. He actually rang me up, said he heard my, um, podcast and, and how I got growing up and one second, help the homeless believe. So he, he's contacted me, this is how it started. He said he heard my podcast and he said, I just want to reach out to you. And he goes, can I ask you a question? He goes, Why do you do what you do? And that's the whole um we were talking about earlier. Mm. Have I fucked up this phone call?
0: No, 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 you're
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Alright, oh, cool. Um, he helped and he reached out to me and then that's thought. Of, he goes, What do you think? He goes, They're not letting you fight the dogs. Um, he couldn't believe it and he was just talking to me about his charity organisation, what he does, how he goes out and, and hands and bags and, and all that sort of stuff and he was just showing me some of the stuff he does Obviously, I'm passionate about all that. Mm. He grew up in Ireland, pretty rough in that as well. And um, just shared stories, and that's where it started. And I've obviously got my, um, my organisation, you know, like my, my ones that I know about in Freeman. I spend a lot of time in Freo, so mm. that's mainly where I'm. Obviously, I'll help anyone out if I can, but I, I normally do most of my work in Freo on that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that sounds good. <clears throat> Give us a yell as it gets closer and I'll fucking help you plug it as well, man. For sure. Yeah, we could. For yeah. sure. Right, when
1: well, yeah, I'm allowed to all the names down and all that, I'll share it all I'll let you know more on that. I'm not sure of all the legal stuff behind it because I'm sure, surely enough, because I'm doing a good thing, someone's going to try and stop it, <laughs> yeah. whether it's the police or
2: the
1: boxing people. Someone, someone's someone's going to say we don't want them helping helpless people, it's going to make them look good or saying I don't know.
0: Yeah, Azio's probably watching us right now, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone some will be someone will be dirty that we're helping people.
0: Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> fucking hell. All right, mate. Top five, uh, top five boxers in history for you.
1: Fuck. Um, so kind of any, any order. Yeah, man. Any order.
0: Any country. Any weight.
1: Uh, Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Robinson. Tyson Fury, Sugar Lettard, and Rocky Marciano.
0: <laughs> I thought you could say Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I didn't. Yeah. I if he fought how he fought in the movies in all life, then maybe. Yeah.
0: Were you a big fan of Rocky growing up, like the movies?
1: No, nah, probably later on in life. I didn't really like watching fighting and boxing and that until I started. And I didn't start till I was like sixteen, ish seventeen. So probably when I was older, I was all basketball movies and shows and that. And you know, when I was younger, yeah,
0: right, crazy, crazy. All right, so last one here is um, is one everyone gets. Uh, you you kind of touched on it earlier, um, but I'll, I'll try and get it condensed. So if you could write down a piece of advice on a piece of paper that would fit inside a fortune cookie and send it back to yourself as a younger child, what would that advice be and why?
1: <laughs> fuck, I'll give myself a lot of advice. Um, fuck. um, if I'll give myself advice, just um, probably don't care. Don't care so much about what, um, yeah, everyone's saying or what they think and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Just play about what's, the, what's ahead of you, what's what in front of you. Yeah. Be content. Be content with what, what you have in front of you or something like that. Yeah.
0: Be content with what's in front of you. That's good.
1: Yeah. That's
0: yeah. good. It's a hard question, eh? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. I don't know where I got it from, but everyone <clears throat> everyone gets it. No one, no one gets away from it. Hey, um, what we'll do? We'll wrap it up there, man. It's, um, very interesting, interesting story. Uh I'm just I'm, I'm fucking really rooting for you, man. <laughs> I don't want these people to fuck up your yeah, yeah, your charity fight, man. But um, like I said, more than happy to be involved and help promote it. What we'll do? We'll um, we'll stop recording, and then I'll have a quick chat with you off air, and um. And other than that, we'll wrap it up there, mate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Maddie, the Jedi Floyd. I wouldn't even touch on the name, did we? Let's quickly, let's quickly do that. Let's quickly, quickly talk about the Jedi. Just briefly.
1: Oh, that's, that's easy anyway. So I was with my um, manager and i would come up with a name and, um, I just said like, fucking, we're just thinking of different names. And I just said, what about the Jedi? I, People go, Oh, you must be a master of Star Wars fan. I do love Star Wars, I like Star Wars. Um, it's probably not my favourite thing in the world. But I love it. And and yeah, so it didn't really wasn't, you know, that bad of a name in the end. So
0: <laughs>
1: simple.
0: Simple, easy, easy.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, man, cheers. Just stick around. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was Maddie Floyd. Thanks for coming on, brother. Appreciate your time and um and keep in touch, mate, and i we'll have a quick chat offline now. Peace out, my friend. All right,
1: cheers, right. Yeah, stay yes,